0: This week is National Robotics Week. Kessler Foundation is a center for robotics rehabilitation research using a variety of exoskeletons. The foundation collaborates with Kessler Institute for Rehabilitation, Children's Specialized Hospital, NJIT, and the James Peters VA Hospital in their robotics rehabilitation research. We are inside Kessler Foundation today with Dr. Karen Nolan, Senior Research Scientist in Human Performance and Engineering Research. Dr. Nolan studies the use of the exoGT in stroke and brain injury populations. Today, it was announced that the exoGT was approved as a powered exoskeleton for use in the stroke population. Dr. Nolan, uh, tell us what role the Foundation's research played in this.
1: Kessler Foundation received a powered exoskeleton from exobionics in April of 2014. Um, For the last two years, we've been collecting data in the inpatient stroke population to see how a powered exoskeleton, such as the exoGT, could be implemented in the inpatient setting. We had 58 inpatients who had just had a stroke in the exoskeleton for gait retraining. They used the device for various amounts of time. They used the device in um, gait retraining sessions with the assistance of a physical therapist. They They performed overground walking in the exoskeleton. And we were able to collect different amounts of data while they were in the exoskeleton about the amount of time they walked, how many steps they took, the distance they walked, and the time since stroke that they were able to then get into the exoskeleton. Um, There were other data points collected and many different outcomes related to clinical as well as functional measures they were able to collect. And some of this data was used as part of that FDA submission. Let's look at the future. What role do you think exoskeletons will play in stroke rehabilitation? The standard of care gait training includes physical therapist guided walking and the skill of a physical therapist to guide walking in the inpatient setting is essential. What we need to do is look at how we can use exoskeletons paired with the skill of a clinician or a physical therapist to change the recovery process using these exoskeletons. So can we potentially pair the skill of a a clinical specialist or a physical therapist with the powered exoskeleton to really improve and obtain different outcomes and improve recovery for stroke inpatients. So potentially the impact could be quite large given the
0: size of the stroke population that has mobility issues.
1: So we hoped that the exoskeleton can become another tool in the rehabilitation toolbox so that this can be used to retrain gait um, with a higher dosage potentially taking more steps with better quality. And this is what we're investigating at the Kessler Foundation. We wanna know how powered exoskeleton walking can really change the recovery process. And we look at how the patient behaves in the device, how the device is behaving around the patient, and then the differences between physical therapist guided walking and powered exoskeleton walking. And we wanna see how the device affects immediate walking with and without, and we want to look at how the device can affect long-term recovery of gait and function, which really makes a difference on participation and quality of life for the stroke survivor.
0: All right, let's talk about another new area uh, of investigation, and that's the application of exoskeletons in the pediatric population. Let's talk about how the exoGT
1: is being studied in adolescents. So Kessler Foundation just received funding from the New Jersey Commission on Brain Injury Research to look at how a powered exoskeleton can be used in adolescents to help retrain gait. We will be implementing the device in the inpatient setting at Children's Specialized Hospital in New Brunswick. And we're really at the phase of training the clinicians to use the device. We had fourth physical therapist, brain injury physical therapist, trained through ExoBionics, ExoGT, to be able to use this device on the adolescents in the inpatient setting. They did a week's worth of training, really mastering how to put the device on a patient, how to really utilize all its features, and how to use the device most effectively for the patients. And what they're really learning is how they can really change the device to match the impairment level of the patient. So can they change the power to one limb versus the other limb? And can they change the, the settings so that they control or change the power provided at the hip or the knee while the person is walking?
0: What kind of conditions are you studying in the adolescent population?
1: So we started off looking at brain injury, and we are we've had eight adolescents um, in the exoskeleton with varying diagnosis of brain injury. And we started with that population to train the physical therapists how to apply the technology in in the clinical setting, but they were outpatients. So we wanted to have them learn on a stable population and use the device appropriately for these patients. The next step is to use the exoskeleton in the inpatient setting in acute traumatic brain injury. And we want to do a gait assessment and looking at muscle activation, loading, and the kinematics of the lower extremity while the person walks with and without the device and then four weeks later, how they walk with and without the device. And we're gonna randomize a patient population who gets the exoskeleton and a patient population who has standard of care gait training. With that, they will also receive all other modalities that they receive as an inpatient in this hospital setting. And we wanna see how long-term we can change recovery outcomes in muscle and um, muscle firing, loading, and gait quality um, by using it in the inpatient setting with patients with TBI.
0: What do you see as the future for uh, exoskeleton applications in that population?
1: I think we've only just scratched the surface in using this device with kids because we can't really shrink the device quite small enough to really get at the pediatric population, which is why we started with adolescents. We would really like to get a population of kids that are much younger and also continue into the older population. I think being able to shrink the device a little bit smaller, even for smaller adults, would benefit a wider range of patients.
0: Thank you, Dr. Nolan, for contributing to our podcast for National Robotics Week.